Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello and welcome to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. Today we are returning to another foreign film, technically, um, called Persepolis, or Parasopolis. Per, I'm not per, sure I think it's Persepolis. I, I think okay. it's Persepolis. This is a French and Iranian joint movie, I believe. Um, I watched it in French. I don't know what you watch it. I couldn't find the American, like the, the English language version. Yeah, I also watched it in French because uh, I rented it on Amazon for three bucks. Same. And it um, did not even have, it only had a French option. It did not have any other language from what I saw. But I, I know another language exists because Sean Penn did the voice of the dad, I guess. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, so it's somewhere out there, but we could Maybe find it, it sucked and they never, and they never like put it up on anything. Maybe. Maybe they're like, just put the original one out, guys. What are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, so this was French and in subtitles, so we really had to, I really had to pay attention to what was yeah. going on throughout the whole movie. Um, it's a, it's a biography, an autobiography in kind of like Flea, but this one seems a little bit more, there's no framing story that's like kind of not true. Um, it's about this girl as she's coming to age in this, you know, in the, in the midst of Iran during the during the Iranian or Islamic revolution, however you want to refer to it, and how she's dealing with that from going at a young age from something that was, you know, completely one way to a complete 180. Yeah, 180. Yeah, it, it like it shows Iran. We actually touched on this a little bit in the flea episode. Uh, it, it shows yeah. Iran pre the revolution and everything is very chill, um, normal, you know, like women are allowed to show skin, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're allowed to like not, they don't have to cover up all the time. Um, then the revolution happens. And it, so what, what was it? It was like, so a royal family was in charge of Iran and then so, they were, they were overthrown that yeah. regime, every, all the, all the communists did not like them. So they overthrew them, but the communist takeover kind of got taken over by an Islamic takeover. That was yeah. my understanding. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's as, that's as accurate as we are going to get. Um, without doing like a lot of research into the geopolitics of Iran during the late seventies and eighties. Um, yeah. Just to yeah, set the was, stage. Yeah. It's, it was a, there was a, there was a monarchy um, and then a, then they, they were deposed and then that kept being deposed and the country just kind of fell to chaos at some point. And I think it's, it was implied from the beginning, even before like the revolution really took full swing that things were already, things were already kind of bad for certain people. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, um, it shows you that at no point during this movie or during this time, uh, was Iran a perfect place? At no point. 
Um, it was okay ish, but it still had major issues, hence why yeah. the majority of people revolted against the country or the, the government. Yeah, and I think I think the main character uh, and her family are like relatively affluent, um, and even they're like having you know going through all this, so it's, it doesn't really matter that you were rich or you know upper middle class you were still dealing with this and i think the point of the whole story like you know not only was it an autobiography was to show that like hey this could happen literally anywhere in a very short amount of time so just be just be careful what you're what's happening around you and be aware of the changes that are happening in your country yeah one one stark comparison is in the beginning the, the main character, she uh, she's a little girl and she has access to like going and getting music from stores. Mm -hmm. um, and then once the revolution happens, there's all these stereotypical guys in trench coats waiting on a corner, just selling, uh, I'm guessing, bootlegged uh, cassettes, mi cassettes mixtapes. Yeah. Um, like look, one guy was like, uh, Jekyll Maxson. Yeah, uh, and the one that our character ends up stopping for is Iron Maiden, which I was real happy about. I was like, hell yeah, this girl's a metalhead. Yeah, well, she went from because she definitely had some some stages because she went from the BGS to Iron Maiden. Yeah, she did, and she hates ABBA. Yeah, she did not like ABBA. No. ABBA's lame, according to her. Um, and then yeah, and she she did the whole punk underground punk scene. I guess we should back yeah. it up a little bit first. So let's, um. yeah, let's back it up. <laughs> so you know, the story is like we said, it's it's this little girl growing up in the midst of the Islamic Revolution and the aftermath. And it's very similar to Flea, which I believe, if I remember correctly, took place in Afghanistan, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she's she's dealing with the normal problems that everyone goes through of just growing up and trying to figure out who you are in the world. But in the midst of there's bombs and people are getting murdered all around you and the police and all these other people are just, you know, doing fuck shit. Yeah, um, no one's watching them. The, the focus is on the bombs that are incoming. Yeah, and the and as the story progresses, they get more the the restrictions placed upon you know the Iranian people, um, particularly women, are getting more and more restrictive um, as time goes on, and she, um, the main character Marjan, is doing what she can to kind of rebel against that. And she's, you know, she faces the consequences and her and her family face the consequences of that every so often. But you, you do, you see that escalate in the beginning of the film, you see that start escalating to kind mm -hmm. of show the times are changing, uh, where it's yeah. just like, oh, she's a silly girl. So, oh, she's kind of a nuisance. She's annoying to, oh, she could potentially get her family in like fatal trouble. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's a steep it's a steep curve that that takes, um, and similar to to flee, the family decides that it's not safe for her, um, 
to stay in Iran, both because of like the things that are happening around them, you know, her friends are going off to war, they're getting married or they're getting executed. And she's, since she has a rebellious streak, there were, you know, her, her parents, particularly her mother are worried about her. So they send her off to, I think, Vienna. Mm-hmm. They, so they a send good her part of the middle portion. Yeah. Takes place in Vienna. Yeah. Most of the middle portion is in Vienna. Um, and it's funny that they send her to live with her mom's friend. And it shows, it doesn't even show her living with the mom's friend at any point because it's like, I lived with my mom's friend for five days and she decided she didn't have any room for me. So just, it comes to her being dropped off at a, uh, what's it called? Convent. A, a, a convent. I was going to call it yeah. a, a nunnery. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's also the term. Oh, okay. Great. great. <laughs> yeah, I think nunnery is also a thing. <laughs> um, so she, yeah, she gets dropped at a nunnery or convent and that's just the, the, same same coin different side that she's dealing with <laughs> yeah um and you know the whole movie's in black and white um well except for like the present scenes like yeah that take place in the current but there's like four of those literally like the, the whole movie is flashbacks and it's the only way that i can tell you that is it's in black and white that's it and I, I we I think we failed to mention this at the beginning. This this movie is based off of a graphic novel by the same name, um, and they did the same thing in the graphic novel where it was almost entirely in black and white. And they did that. I, I read not because not only because the whole thing takes place in flashbacks, but the author uh, Marjan uh, Satrapi wanted to portray this as in black and white because then it, you could rather than you being able to like clearly see this foreigner in a, in a different country, because, you know, she'd be darker skinned than all the, all the Europeans that are around her. Everyone's kind of the same shade of yeah. gray. Um, so it's, it, it takes the emphasis off of that a little bit more. And it makes the, I think it makes the story more um, universally recognizable. Totally. Absolutely. Um you know, it's it's a testament to it, I guess, to, to that, that I've seen Persepolis in comic book stores countless times. I've never picked it up to read the back cover or anything, but I've seen this, the, mm-hmm. the spine of it many times. Um, yeah. And it, it has a picture of the girl, and I never knew it was about a Middle Eastern girl. Um, I was just like, oh, it's just about a girl. This book is very much uh, a woman, a girl story into womanhood, and there's very strong themes of uh, feminism, at least Eastern feminism, and you know how how you can maintain some sort of identity in the midst of all these oppressive things that are happening around you. Um, yeah, and it's and- not like like th- th- there's I, there's nothing wasted in this movie. I think you know what I mean, like. No, um, and it gives you all the information, all the historical information that you really need that you would probably have been asking um, yeah. if, if they had not provided it. Like there's a, there's a funny sequence, um, you know, they, the whole movie's in French, uh, even though they are from Iran, but there's a funny sequence where it's explaining Iran's history with the English and how the, uh, the dude that overthrew the royals he made a deal with the British that he would give them all all the oil if they just like 
helped to to make him the mon- the new monarch, the new king. Um, yeah. The Shah. The, the Shah. Yes. Sorry. Helped mm-hmm. to make make You're him fine. the the new Shah. Um, but there during that scene when the British guy is there, he's he has like the worst French. Like it, when you listen to it, he, he's like, I don't know. The French would say bonjour, but like he was like bonjour. <laughs> like yeah. almost sound like an American trying to speak French. <laughs> Bonjour, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a long-winded way of just talking about that. It's literally like 10 seconds of the movie, but it's really funny. <laughs> and even those, like, so there's there's the present day, which is in color. Then there's the you know, the past flashbacks, which are all in black and white. And then you have those sequences where someone usually the father is explaining the even more distant history of iran and that's even in a completely different art style i think those are like shadow puppets i think that's what they're called um where everything is um like little cutouts and they're just like burr, 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 uh rather than rather than like full yeah you know, move and move and animation 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 <laughs> uh totally actually so yeah something that this did really well and haven't read the graphic novel so i don't know i imagine something they took from there but there's a lot of different style that's going on in this Mm -hmm. i feel like um there's that the regular style um there's another there's a third one that i i didn't write down but uh, oh okay yes when um there's a part where she's walking in vienna i think I think it's in Vienna, uh, and the shadow of her grandmother appears behind her, and like the two mm-hmm. shadows start having a conversation. I mean, it's still like in the same kind of animation style, but it was just like shadow animation, and it oh, yeah, it was cool. There's a lot of cool stuff that they did with the animation. It was very creative. Yeah, they they really used different forms of animation to kind of really flesh out. Um, you know what what is this person's memories what is this person's imagination what is this person's like just a story that they're hearing um rather than just make it all the same um and i think it really adds a lot to the to the experience because it's um because it's different it allows you to you know experience them in different ways like this is not just this is not you know a play by play of what she remembers this is what she thinks this is probably looking like and rather than um rather than her memory of it yeah which is great you know it has that whole uh kind of unreliable narrator because a lot of the memory she was a child so she has mm-hmm. the, me- the memory of a child on that subject <laughs> yeah and the the movie has its um it's not a it has some movie. levity in it it's, it's not, not a children's movie. Yeah. I was gonna say it has it has some levity in it, but it's not for kids. I mean, no. it's you not like make your own choices of if you want your kids to see this because there's not nothing really like there's nothing really that bad. I mean, if this was I don't know if this had like a rating because I don't know if they do ratings over there, but like it was probably like a PG thirteen at most, or maybe just like a you know so whatever's above PG. It's not that bad. Yeah, I was gonna say probably twelve or thirteen, but below that it might be a feed. I mean, you're dealing you're dealing with war, so plenty of death, and yeah. there is um, sexual assault that ha- that is yeah. implied. 
it doesn't show it mm -hmm. thank goodness yeah there, there there's some adult themes so if you're if you wanted to show this to your children um just be aware of that but there's nothing like i don't think there's anything really traumatizing um if you were like five and you watch this i think you'd be fine yeah you just probably you probably wouldn't understand it that's like the biggest thing you'd if I think a child would be kind of bored because it's a lot of it. A lot of it's kind of like narration. Yeah, it's a lot of it's narration. And a lot of it, the narration is talking about actual history, which yeah. you, you and I were adults. So we're like, oh, this is interesting. This is cool as hell. Yeah. Um, a kid would just be like, oh, my God. What is this, Ken Burns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, an edutainment. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, is this something that your kids cut benefit from watching? Maybe, but I don't think, I think you would have to wait until they were a bit older, like maybe 12 or so before it could actually have the impact that it needs to have. Otherwise you're just uh, wasting their time. There's better things that they could be watching at that age. This will probably come up plenty of other episodes, but it's like a mouse. Like, you're mm -hmm. not, you don't want a kid too young to read that but once you're old enough to absorb the weight of something of something like yeah. that then then you should start trying to absorb it yeah like you have to you have to give kids age appropriate you know movies like when they're when they're like five to ten you make them watch like you know lame senseless movies like ricky ticky tavi and then oh. when they get older and they have like critical, you know, critical reasoning skills and stuff like that, you give them like good movies, like um, the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this is going to be the running theme of this, this entire podcast. <laughs> Just keep on making Fast and Furious jokes. <laughs> yeah, because I know how much you hate them. Oh my goodness. Um, um, well, <laughs> So, so yeah, so she goes to Vienna. She goes to Germany. Um, and she falls in after being dropped off at the, um, the, the convent. She yeah. falls in with a bunch of punks. She gets kicked out of the convent because I think she, she tells a nun to go to hell or that she's a bitch. Uh, she cusses at a nun. And yeah, she, she, calls them, she calls them whores, basically. Oh. Um, after, after they call her, like, like a savage like yeah they say they say some racist shit to her and then she snaps back yeah and that is a little bit of a theme um yeah uh throughout is her treatment throughout europe kind of um mm -hmm. if she tells people that she's iranian so because her french is so good she starts to tell people that she's french for a bit of the right movie. yeah for like like for like 10 minutes and, <laughs> and then the, then her grandma's astro projection shadow tells her to stop being a little bitch about it yeah yeah um oh and you, you know there's a really great great scene where she uh she's hanging out with her punk friends and they're nihilists and one of them's just like you know nothing nothing matters and you know just going on the nihilist bullshit yeah. and up until like this point she she's been like i guess fine with that like she was chill with the nihilism but she, she they were her she friends was, so they were her yeah. friends so she was like whatever 
but like yeah. she snaps at him pretty much this mohawk mohawk having motherfucker and uh yeah. and she's like you know my my uncle died fighting for freedom so yeah nothing matters you know pretty much just yeah. like reveal like holding his privilege right into his fucking face yeah because they're all like i mean i'm assuming i don't know how much it costs to go to some of these places that they're talking about but like it sounds like they're all a bunch of like rich kids rebelling against their parents because like it's christmas time and they're like oh can't believe i have to spend two weeks in monte carlo the other girl's like my carlo i have to go to brazil and be like bitch yeah honestly and that's a that's the real the real secret to uh to most punks and those like fucking most punks i would say uh the like, yeah. like those are the people that are like that i don't know i feel like they usually have uh more money than they yeah. let on about i've i've never met someone who was super into nihilism and anarchy that uh, I respected. <laughs> yeah. So oh, uh, a lot of just, a lot of really privileged people just I, tired I, of being privileged, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I had a roommate in college for a little bit that was really into anarchy. I remember him. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to forget him. Um, I, hope he's, I hope he's watching. <laughs> Hi, we're not going to say your name. We're not going to say your name. I doubt so. Like he's uh he's the dude that was um always talking about Bitcoin back in the day. So in my mind, he's probably a millionaire just somewhere. He could you know he could be a billionaire. He's probably doing better than us. Honestly, though. He he's yeah, good living it up somewhere. Good for him. Um so yeah, so she is in Vienna. She gets a boy. For, oh no, first she like tries to it, it implies, I think, that she tries to have sex with this dude and doesn't work um and the dude is like well if it's not gonna work with you it's not gonna work with anyone guess what i'm gay yeah Yeah, i watched that and i was like oh my god that is that's heartbreaking that is (laughs) devastating yeah he's like yeah he's like thanks thank you so much marshall i'm just like you're welcome and she's just like crying while, while they're hugging yeah um and then she she meets this dude and she's like, oh, he's great. And then he, he cheats on her. And uh, she spirals in depression and ends up homeless on the streets of Vienna for mm-hmm. a couple months, I think. It, it at least two at least two months, yeah. Yeah, so she was homeless on the streets of uh, Vienna. And then she called to go back to Iran. And at this point, Iran is just such a different place than, mm-hmm. than what she remembers it as. And um, and, and, and let's. I think it's important to make note that like she's what like nineteen or something. Like not even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, not even she's, she's 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 like sick. You know, in her in her late teens at best. Um, yeah. when this is all happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she gets. You know, when she gets married, she's twenty one. So that's after that. So yeah, yeah. she would have been like nineteen. So you know, she she goes back to Iran. Um. Oh, I guess we, we should say like in a thing that happened while she was living on the streets that is implied mm-hmm. but not shown that we talked about is two two big manly shadows engulf her while she's on laying on the streets. So it kind of implies that something terrible happened. Um, so and like when she calls her parents, she's like, I just don't talk to me about anything that happened in Vienna. 
I don't want to talk yeah. about Vienna at all, which is like a classic thing that survivors go through. Yeah. And, you um, know, for the most part, everyone kind of respects that, which is good on them. Yeah, except for grandma. Grandma don't give a shit. Well, I don't think she, grandma probably didn't even know. Yeah, she didn't even know. Uh, she, but like, the yeah, first, grandma, she the, didn't tell grandma that. The first scene with grandma, first line out of grandma's mouth is, so how is Vienna? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grandma's um, a bad bitch. You know, the grandma was an absolute badass. Yeah. So, you know, now she's back in Iran and she's starting to get better. Um, you know, she she is depressed and she's kind of spiraling. Um, then she's, you know, starting her her thing again. She's met a new boy. She's starting to kind of rebel against the the oppressive regime that she's living under. And they catch her wearing makeup and being all dolled up and you can, she can't do that as a woman like it, it it's not implied so when these um cops or morality police i don't know what they are they show up to kind of like take care of that she basically lies to them and says like hey this guy was insulting me he was harassing me this random guy that was just sitting on the bench reading the newspaper so they arrest him and she tells her grandma this and she's like, man, wasn't that such quick thinking? And her grandma freaks out as, as you would hope. She's like, you think it's funny that that guy got arrested? Like your, your, your uncle and your grandpa and all that, like they fought so hard for freedom and you're over here just actively putting innocent men in jail for nothing because you wanted to, because you wanted to save your own ass. So she, she blows up at that. She calls her a bitch um, and the grandma leaves. And that's kind of like a big, there's a lot of moments like this for her, but that's one of her big like awakening moments, like where her eyes are being opened again of like, oh shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm going down a path I don't like. Yeah, absolutely. And that was when she made a, uh, a, a big shift. Literally next scene, she is uh, that she's speaking up for yeah what, what was it she was speaking up for but literally the next scene she is speaking up for the rights of um they had an assembly oh they had yes. an assembly where they were basically like and this is something that i'm sure like a lot of uh teenage girls in america can somewhat relate to where they were basically like you need to dress less sexy your veils need to cover more like you need to be more modest um and they're only saying that about the girl. So like she stands up and he's like, I, I can't wear a longer veil because it's restricting my movement. I'm in art class. Why are, why are we against these wider, these like, I, I'm assuming they were like bell-bottom pants because of the time period. Why are we against those? Because they're bigger and they cover us up more. Is it just because they're fashionable? Like what's, what's the problem? Also, why am I being expected as a woman to change how I am to keep the men from being aroused when they're doing literally nothing. Like what, what about what they're doing? Is it not, is it okay that I'm getting aroused by it? Like, why is there a double standard? I, I'm, I'm assuming that these are not like back to back the day, you know, right the day after events, like, but it does, it does transition quickly from grandma calling her a bitch to grandma being like, yeah, you go girl. Yeah, like, I'm so proud of you. Your grandpa yeah. would be proud. <laughs> Your grandpa would be proud. I'm not sorry about what I said. Yeah, I don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't apologize. 
but we're moving on. Yeah. Um, so she meets this guy that she kind of likes that she's dating. Um, yeah. But like that, they're they go out in public and they're not allowed to be seen in public together anymore, uh, unless yeah. they're married because of the mm-hmm. law. Uh, so they she sees him at most like a couple hours a day in private, like in secret. So they don't really know each other. No, not at all. And you know, uh, the scene is they're just laying on the bed and like, ah, we wish we wish we could go out. We wish we could go places. And the dude just sits up and he's like, hey, uh, you want to get married? And she's She's like, like, uh, yeah. And the next scene, they're getting married. (laughs) Next scene is like, yeah, it's like a a montage of their wedding, and she's just like, sometimes into it, sometimes like super forced. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, her and her mom in all the pictures, they're either like looking kind of happy or depressed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, her her mom literally comes up to her at one point. She's like, I didn't want any of this for you. I wanted you to be, you know, independent and educated. Now look at you. You're, you're getting married at 21 to a guy you don't even really know. And, you know, she's, once again, she's just kind of in the midst of like, mom, I, I'll, you know, I'll deal with it. This is not how I wanted things to go, but this is how they are. And I'm going to make the best of it. Yeah. And then, you know, she tries, I guess, and they try for a year and yeah, then, uh, doesn't work then out. It, it doesn't work out. They, uh, ends up with she's going out to go hang out with some friends in a secret hangout with guys and girls where they were drinking <laughs> both things are are not allowed um yep. and it gets busted the mm-hmm. they, they dump the alcohol the guys are hiding girls are just looking like they're innocent um mm-hmm. the police are looking around they start chasing the guys to chase the guys onto a rooftop guys are mm-hmm. jumping uh there's like four of them and three of them make it to the next roof. One of them did not. Um, no. And so she she comes home and she's real sad that her friend had just died. And she's like, hey, I'm also divorcing you. <laughs> yeah, because at first she didn't want to divorce him. And the grandma's like, fuck it. What are you, you're, you're young, like get over it. The first marriage is practice for the second, I think is what the subtitle yeah. is read as. Yeah, that's what she said. The first marriage is practice for the yeah. second. So this so, is her once again taking like, control of her yeah. life again her taking control and you know probably seeing your friend die makes you realize that life can be short yeah that like <laughs> this is a shitty this is a shitty place that you're living in right now like you need to you need to not force yourself into worse situations if you can help it yeah is this also when she decides to just leave was it right after she got divorced I feel like it. Yeah, I don't think anything else happens. Um, if it, if it did, and we're forgetting it, I'm sorry. This is a real person's life, and I don't yeah. need to like gloss over important events. But like, I, I I just don't remember if anything real of real note happened after after she decided to separate. I don't think like, so. I think that's just a big moment for her, um, yeah. and a big moment for her mom. Her mom's very invested in her in her only child naturally and she's like yes you're divorced you got rid of that that idiot now you can go you can go be single and independent (laughs) yeah and so she goes to france and that's basically where she stays from here on yeah and uh she ends with you know it's in color 
she's smoking a cig and then she gets into a taxi in paris and the the guy asks where she's from and she says iran boom over um so yeah that that was you know that's the the movie uh overall god i loved it i really really it was really good very well i think i kind of i think i liked flea a little bit better um but I also really like that. But I honestly, it's probably just because um, this movie dealt with like coming the you know the the struggles of coming to age as a woman, like not a woman. So maybe I just you know it didn't resonate for me as much as it could have. Yeah, um, I I disagree there. I, I I liked this one more than Flea, but that really I, I had some bias in it because the main character. Her uh, rebellious streak and her hard-headedness reminded me a lot of my wife. Um, <laughs> so, I, like, the whole time I was watching, I was like, I feel like I'm watching, like, a young um, my wife. <laughs> yeah, that's because I was going to say her name. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, this also, one thing I, you know, I liked the, the movie, and there was only one part I didn't like, and it was the musical montage of eye of the tiger i'm sorry i know that it was on purpose but this french actress has a horrible singing voice it's totally on purpose you can't yeah it no definitely was on purpose (laughs) but like when you can't sing and then you can't sing in a language that's not your own it's just oh it's tough and you know what that song's dead to me now It's easy for things to be dead to teach. <laughs> one strike. I, yeah, one no, strike, that, really. That that's, I do have takes. a one strike rule most of the time. <laughs> I'm surprised I have survived this this long as your friend. Yeah. Restaurant messes up my order. Well, I guess we're never eating here again. <laughs> I will quietly eat this and then never come back. Honey, get my Yelp phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's why I, I liked it more. And I also, I, I did, I liked the... Uh, I like the eye of the tiger sequence because I was just like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's very, it felt very human because, you know, is it because it was not her native language? Yeah. It was cool. I get it. Yeah. You get it. I get it. I totally understand why it's there. Yeah. I just hate it. I just hate it. (laughs) It's no, it's perfectly makes sense that it's in there and I'm glad that it was hated it. (laughs) Hated it. (laughs) Hated it. Um, one thing I found really weird because I had never read this graphic novel, I'd never seen this movie before, but this popped up on my radar because there had been some recent controversies of like schools. Um, I think there was one like one near Pittsburgh and maybe another one in Texas somewhere that had started either like taking this off of their curriculum or like banning it outright for some reason. And I was like, man, I wonder what's in this movie that they have to ban it. I, I I didn't see anything really. I mean, unless they were like, unless they were like mad about them portraying the Soviets and the and the uh, the Europeans as kind of like causing a lot of this, you know, the British and Soviet wars that were happening. But like, it's, it's literally their war. So like, yeah, I, I guess mean, maybe. But like, it, it could be. I mean, it's Texas, so uh, it could be like the pro-communism that's shown. There's a lot of pro-communism that, like, we like the, the main character. The main character is a communist throughout the whole story. Like, she believes in that. Yeah, but she, yeah, but she's also a child. 
Um, and eventually, I don't think her, I, I, I don't think her idea, like her political ideology is ever like firmly established when she's older, except for like, fuck the Iranian government for doing this to people uh, outside of that. No, no, it, it does. There is a scene where uh, it's establishing that she's at the bar and her old punk friends are also at the same bar, but she's not hanging out with them. She's just mm-hmm. there chatting with a guy and they're talking about they're talking about I, I meant the, after the... that. Oh, OK. She, she's like 16 at that point. You yeah, know that's I mean? true. Like... That's true. Sorry. The animation does give me a little like mixed up with how yeah, old yeah, she yeah. is at certain points. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I, I everyone everyone had like stupid hot political takes when they were like either in their early teens or their early like college years like absolutely whatever whatever you grow out of it you can't hold um, it against although i think there was was there a scene where her talking to like was it god and karl marx was that who that was supposed to be yeah i think that was supposed to be karl marx i um, thought so too but like i was just like who is this guy you know what? Maybe that's what the Texas thing is about, the portrayal of God, um, because God does show up three times. And the last time he shows up is when she's very depressed and she's taken too many sleeping pills. And she's talking with God and God's just like, it's not your time yet. Um, well, there's a line that Karl Marx is just like, uh, yeah, it's always like that. And God's just like, yep, it always is. Yeah, like something like that. It is. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but like, there's just not a lot of controversial stuff. And I mean, in my opinion, there's not a lot of controversial stuff in this movie. Like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm like a fucking bleeding heart liberal, and this is just normal stuff for me. But like, there's there's nothing. Uh, you really you have to search real hard to find something to be offended by in this movie. Yeah, it is a good story, coming of age story refugee story um it's just a good story and the the only two things are the god thing that i can think of and there's one scene a bit later or like midway through the movie where the dad explains that um america pretty much made it impossible or well he said the west but i think he's implying that's the u.s (laughs) um but he, he says the West made it impossible for the revolution to really be successful or something. And one of his explanations, I think he was, seems... I think he was talking about the British at that point, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know. And, but I, I would disagree. I don't think she's technically a refugee, right? Oh yeah, that's true. She, she, she chooses to leave because she, like, because she wants to, and it's not like she's struggling to get out. She just has to wait. Yeah. And she goes she goes back and even her parents are like, yeah, we're going to stay here because leaving we'd be worse. We'd potentially be worse off financially. Yeah. His dad says, well, you want to be maids and taxi drivers. Yeah. Um, My dad was a taxi driver when he came over here. Like it's the it's the job most, yes, most yeah. get regardless of your college degree. Like they don't care. Like, they All right, do can not- you drive? All right. Yeah. Yeah, and it sucks that you like you kind of have to stay just because nowhere else will accept your credentials. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, and you know, I don't. I think she spoke a little French as a child, so like she had the ability to like go. She went to a French charter school, is what they said. Yeah, so she knew she yeah. knew how to speak French fluently. And I'm assuming her parents just didn't. I mean, they could have. I don't know. They they might have mm. known other languages, but. I don't think it's ever like really established. So maybe they were like, we only speak Farsi. Like we can't 
go anywhere. We're too old to learn new languages at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And the, when they do send her away to like, they're like, Hey, we're worried about your safety. Like, you know, I think they, they were just like, she has a better chance of survival out there. Mm-hmm. Luckily her parents did survive and her grandmother survived. Like everyone survived. Every, <laughs> every time I thought they were going to call, she was going to call. It was going to be like, Hey, by the way, grandma's dead. Yeah. And then I they thought they were going to Sean Bean this grandma. No, not at all. Now, now this time the the grandma made it until like the very end when she's like, "Hey, this is my last time leaving Iran," and she says, "Oh, that was my last time seeing my grandmother." That's all they say about it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. She was old. Yeah, it happens. But I don't know. How would you, on a scale of like one to ten, what would you rate this movie? Mm. Honestly. Like a nine, eight or nine. Just like there were parts I felt dragged. I wish the English version was more accessible um, mm-hmm. so that I could at least, you know, give it the old college try. You, if it is kind of shitty, we don't know if it is. Yeah. Uh, but the animation is gorgeous. Um, yeah. I did appreciate watching it in French. I, I would give it a solid, I would give it a solid eight. I think the Amanda. I can't say animation today for some reason. I think the animation was excellent. There was no problems with it that I had whatsoever. Um, it was, you know, cartoony, but like it it definitely didn't come like a children's book movie at any point. Um, my main problem was also, I think that I mean, it was just in French and I, I don't know. I just don't like, if I'm going to watch a movie in subtitles, I want the characters to be speaking the language that they would be actually be speaking. Um, but I, I mean, I think it was made, it was made in France. Um, yeah. And, and the main character, Marjan Satrapi, um, she's, you know, she's a French citizen now, I think. So like, it makes sense why it's in French, but I'm a lazy American and I want things catered to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I feel that. I do feel that. Uh, yeah, but it was good. It was still good. Like, I like watching movies in subtitles, so I don't care. I think that would be a a barrier for a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, when did when did this come out? You said uh, 2007, I think? It was like 2007 or 2005. I have it here just a second. Yeah, 2007. I, I did not know that. So I knew about the graphic novel. I didn't know they had made a film of it until you brought this up, really. I knew about this movie and I just never, I just never got around to watching it and nobody I knew knew anything about it. So it's like one of those situations where like, if no one's talking about it, it just goes under your radar. Um, but it was, it was, it was well-received. I think it won a good bit of awards. It was uh, nominated for, for best animated feature at the Oscars um, in 2007. So, you know, it's, it got the recognition that I think it deserved, um, and maybe maybe a little maybe a little less than than it could have. But it's also an old movie at this point, so yeah, it's not surprising that people don't re- you know recognize it or remember it. And I think as we go down our list of movies, we're going to probably find a, a lot more that are based on something that's from another country, but 
was made in like France, so it's in French. Like we, Summoner of the Gods, made in France, but based on a manga, and it's you know these two Japanese guys that speak well in the original version speak uh, no, not French, Dutch, isn't it? I think it was Swedish or something. Swedish. I don't know. It was it was, a, it was a Nordic country, if I'm if I remember correctly. But I just it's been so long. It's been I so watched long. it. yeah i watch in english too (laughs) but uh (laughs) but you know like yeah i think i think we're gonna come across a lot of those just you know art has made its way everywhere at this point yeah i think yeah there's a lot of like these kind of autobiographical movies that take that you know where the, the main character is from a a Middle Eastern country or, or, you know, an Eastern European country. And I think it's just easier to tell that story in animation because it's, I don't know, I am assuming animation is just more accessible um, as a medium to get their story out there. Yeah. And to an international I'm, audience, at least. Yeah. To an international audience. Um, I'm partial, but like, I think that most stories could be told better in animation. There, I guess there are some that you should tell. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I don't think that would be better in animation. I think, I think that's just fine as a play or the film that it is. Um, was it a play? I never knew it was a play. Well, I mean, it is now. Jeff Daniels has been doing it on oh. Broadway for the past couple years. Um, yeah, so like, there are some things I wouldn't, but I think a lot of things do benefit because like you can do anything and there, there are revisions like a lot of times you know once it's in the can once you've shot it you have only have so many edits i mean it's more yeah. work for, it's more work for the animator but if you notice something is wrong in someone's movement you can always go back and make it more perfect yeah you can't always just go back and erase superman's mustache <laughs> yeah you can try <laughs> you can try but it's not going to work out well no. there's like there's like six people that are going to understand that reference and it's just going to be me you and your mom <laughs> <laughs> no no the whole the whole world knew about that mustache yeah well the whole world didn't watch that movie unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately what do you fuck you mean fortunately what do you the mean world... <laughs> if more people had, uh, you know what you know what you're right if more people had watched that movie they wouldn't have made they wouldn't have released the slightly better version I'm just glad no one watched it so that they would let James Gunn make the new Suicide Squad. James Gunn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they were going to let him do that anyway. They were like, he he made Guardians of the Galaxy. We need this guy to fix things. Yeah, well, it seems like they handed him the keys because it was like the Zack Snyder verse and now it's going to be like yeah. the, the gun verse. Well, no, Zack Snyder still... Uh, accord, according to reports... The, the Zack Snyder verse is still like a thing, but not, he's just not part of it anymore. He's just not like directing movies. Like the, 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 the main like core parts of it are still there, but like they're just kind of like letting directors kind of just do their own thing. Well, luckily with superheroes and specifically in DC, you can just have a flash travel in time, fuck some shit up, and boom, everything has been explained. <laughs> thank you thank you 2011's flashpoint storyline for really just making dc have the easiest retcon they could ever have. yeah it's just like god we we wrote ourselves into a corner on this one guys flash flash travels yeah. in time flash travels in time <laughs> yeah 
And they're just like, you know what? There's no way that Batman has had 50 years of Batman memories and he's still just a 40 year old man. Let's, let's, let's start over. Yeah. <laughs> Which it does make sense why they would do it. Yeah. Uh, um, so all from back. DC universe. <laughs> We're always going to accidentally yeah. get back there. <laughs> yeah. Somehow it always comes back to Batman. <laughs> yeah. Always. Uh, everything always comes back to Batman. Uh, so something I guess I, I noticed was uh, the soundtrack was it sound, kind of just sound like uh, maybe they just hired someone to make original soundtrack or it was stock soundtrack because, because there's a, the part that we talked about where she bought the Iron Maiden track and then she's listening to it and like none of those songs are Iron Maiden just like I was wondering about that I was like <laughs> I don't recognize I don't recognize these songs I'm not going to claim I'm the biggest Iron Maiden fan but I was like you think they'd use like their big hits yeah and it's like the singer doesn't sound like the singer from Iron Maiden, so I was just yeah. like, what is, "What's happening here?" So maybe, there. maybe they, maybe they do like, and maybe it's an Iranian cover band. <laughs> maybe, or maybe they just didn't feel like paying for the rights, and they were just like, "No one, no one cares." Yeah, no one cares. Honestly, shit. No one does care. I don't yeah. care. Uh, I fine. just kind of noticed it. Um, that's just I'm waiting like Iron Maiden. Because there's always like these scenes where like there's like kids and they're like, yeah, Iron Maiden or yeah, the Bee Gees. I'm waiting for like the movie to come out where it's like this little like Japanese boy sitting alone in his room and just like blasting Dragula by Rob Zombie. <laughs> it <laughs> will happen one of these days, Kyle. Oh, it's going to happen. Someone will listen. To I'll, make, I'll make the movie. <laughs> the next big director. Teach thing. Yeah. Teach Singh just directing Japanese <laughs> Japanese coming of age movies. <laughs> very, very exclusive niche. Yeah. <laughs> you're the uh you're the John Hughes of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll happen. Mark my words. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. But would you so you would obviously you'd recommend this movie to anyone, right? I, I would recommend it to people. Um, I'm probably going to rewatch it with with my wife um, mm -hmm. so that she can tell me this is the person that reminds you of me. And I'll be like, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. And then has... you get to sleep on the couch for two weeks. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it has rewatchability, at least for me. If you're not into subtitles, you're not gonna like this movie there very much if i can find it in english i think i'll rewatch it um just because i'm curious yeah what the, what the difference is it was i mean i like subtitles but it's sometimes you just want to you just want to not do any work you just want to yeah and my subtitles are get get funky because uh so have the subtitles but then the tv also tries to put subtitles so then it'll be like you a gotta subtitle. turn on top of you a subtitle the closed... and things get real confusing <laughs> you got to turn the closed <laughs> captions off because i watched it i rented it from youtube and the subtitles are already part of the movie but they turn on closed captions so i had like every time someone would say something it would always be like in french and i'm like I, I understand that it's in french yeah no it would be it'd be like um be like the mother speaking and i'd be like yeah i, I know i'm watching it <laughs> like, yeah. i want to see what she's saying yeah man closed captions no fuck hey, yeah, every I was, time 
If I was deaf, I'd appreciate it, but I'm not. Not today. Not today. <laughs> That's something that I would love to see, like an animated movie about a deaf person. I feel didn't like that, just, that, that could be that cool. Get, didn't that get released? Didn't something like that get released? Uh, maybe. Maybe maybe I saw something like that. I mean, there's that movie Coda, but that's not animated. That's a live action movie. I feel like there's it, an animated movie about a deaf kid, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe, but you know, overall, it. overall, I think yeah, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. People should definitely uh, watch it. If Flea's documentary style was not for you, then this could be much more up your alley. If you're looking for that kind of story not the same though not the same it's a very it's a very similar story but told very differently um and you know it 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 really goes to show that people could have you know similar similar you know experiences but like their lives can be vastly different yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah yeah so uh, this has been another episode of <laughs> That Cartoon Podcast. See you guys next time. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah.